Hey, it was good, what's good, what's good. Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the road podcast presented by DJ City and Beat Source. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never here. Yo, 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 what up? We got DJ D Miles here. Yo, yo, yo. Jamie the Great is not here. He is MIA. Ah. We got a special guest, though. I was just in Nassau, Bahamas. I was spinning in the Bahamas in paradise over there. Mm. I did Privilege Pool. <laughs> I was hanging out at Bond. Um, I haven't been there in like four to five years. And uh, a lot of things changed. A lot of things were the same. Uh-huh. But, you know, I got to link up with this one DJ. And, uh, you know, when we had Laz on, DJ Laz from Miami. Yes. Mm-hmm. He, he mentioned this DJ. Uh, he's the man to check in the Bahamas. And I was spinning with this DJ. And now he's in Vegas, like, a few Sick. days later. Crazy. And he's out here. <laughs> uh, I want to walk. Like, we got to welcome DJ Ignite, man. Yes, DJ so Ignite is love, good, much man. Love, man. Appreciate it. Welcome to Vegas. <laughs> Appreciate and, that. And how's it been so far since you've been out here? Totally all go party mode, just go. <laughs> right. But he just landed, like yeah. he literally yeah. just landed. He literally just landed. And there's like a fucking monsoon here, right? I, I, that's why I messaged you. I was like, "It floods." <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, yeah. And he said, "He's like, yo, I'm seeing it on Twitter." I'm like, "Yo, it actually floods here. Like, it's yeah. kind of crazy, you know." We, Bahamas, we expect that. We see it. We get yeah, crazy. But, but, this but, year but you guys, like, like, I was, I was, I was spinning with him at the privilege pool, right? Uh-huh. And it was started raining. It was like raining <laughs> hard, and I was like, "Oh fuck, it's gonna." But then I yeah. was like, it probably gonna only rain for like ten minutes, really hard, and then yeah. it'll just end. Yeah, right. That was it. it. He was setting up bright, sunny, doing a sound check, making sure all the CDJs work, and then boom. It was just like, like a month. It was full on. crazy. Yeah. Full on. And then it went away, and I was super hot again. So yeah, it's sporadic, you know. Yeah, 20, yeah, yeah. We're twenty one miles. Mm-hmm. Twenty one by seven. Yeah. Literally a little dot. Yeah. Twenty one by seven. So it comes from any direction, anytime, mm-hmm. at any point during the day, without warning. Yeah, your flight was probably delayed here, right? Because you got here late. You just no, landed. We, we were good. Here. I mean, coming here, he said it was going to be a little slower due to the wind direction or yeah, whatever yeah. he was saying. So it was three and a half or 350 to Dallas, and then it was two hours 44 to here mm-hmm. due to the wind. I figured, like the guy said to us, he said it might have been a delay. Mm-hmm. He said it could be too hot or something to land. I, I don't know anything about planes. So <laughs> I'm just like, all right, whatever you say, let's get us down. But coming in, boy, I got rocky coming in. That turbulence was... Ooh. Ooh, man. Oh, yeah. Vegas, oh. Vegas is like that, though. That turbulence yeah. something. I was just like, boy, can't you just get this bird on the ground? It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a, not it. I ain't fly this far to end up in the mountains. You see what they said? Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So, but it was good. Well, we glad, good. We glad, we glad to have you here. I know you like, you're on like, you're like straight off from the airport, straight over here. Straight in. With us. Yeah. I said, I got to make it. I said, I, I ain't going to miss this. Let me crook it. Yeah. He's in the Bahamas, <laughs> so I got to come down here and like represent. And if, oh, if y'all don't understand me at any point, tell me. Yeah, repeat it. Just know my accent. Cool. The accent looks strong sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all good. Like we said, we try to sound American, yo. Like <laughs> you know, but so, so, it ain't gonna work. You know what I mean? We got a heavy accent sometimes. Yeah. So it's cool if you want me to run well, something back. Just uh, let me know. It's cool. Is it? I have a question, man. Like uh, when I went to the Bahamas five years five years ago, right? It, it like the music in the clubs seemed more like top forty and EDM. Yep. And then right. And then, but when I came back, like, you know, recently, last weekend. You got it. I feel like it was more hip hop. It was more. And then I feel like you were catering to the locals a little bit more. Like you had a dance hall night and you had, and it was like Afro beats and dance hall on a Saturday. On a big Saturday. On a Saturday. And then I saw a lot of locals coming through. I saw Mm -hmm. a lot of like people from the island and, you know, like, uh. And and I was wondering if the pandemic had to do with some of that. Of course, because yeah. they had a, they had a lot more time to dig into music. You're not gonna sit on them during the pandemic and just EDM it straight up. 
Mm-hmm. You feel? A lot yeah. of people like time to venture because you're out a year plus inside. There's no way you're going to stay home and just focus on one genre. Yeah. When you're on the move, you may pick up and listen to your favorite artists. You're not going to dig. You know, we were force-fed during the pandemic on different things of entertainment. So you were looking through all sorts of music. Different things blew up during the pandemic. Afrobeats was one of them, too, that got a lot bigger because mm-hmm. people had time to listen. You can imagine, like I said, again, if you're on the go, you're going to pick your favorite artist. You're not going to go and hit random or get a search. You yeah. were stuck inside for a year. Yeah. So those days, those 25, they got long. That's interesting. I was thinking, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was thinking maybe that, like, before, like five years ago, you were catering to the tourists. 100%. And then over the pandemic, you kind of had to build it from the ground up, and maybe you had to cater more to local, uh, like the the local people coming to the clubs and supporting nightlife a little more. So you started catering more to. You like had no the choice. Yeah, you had but, no choice. But I feel like that kind of affected everything. It affected every. It right. affected everybody. So were you cater to more the locals now than the tourists, or do you have to go back and forth a little it's bit still, more? It's still a crazy balance. It's still, you know, yeah. like uh, we were there a week before. Yeah. It wasn't Buddy Hill, it wasn't Jazz Chisholm, it wasn't DeAndre, and it wasn't like three well-known behemoth professional athletes right. that were in the club. And right. then that night too, don't forget, Buddy threw his his party. Mm-hmm. So he was hosting it. So he's more favorable towards dancehall and Afrobeats because it's not played in the club as much as I got it, it should. Okay, okay. But now, again, great timing. You got Burner Boy way on top. Mm-hmm. So everyone's now venturing in. He does the remix with Tony Braxton. Well, I should say he remixed the song yeah. to make, you know, last, last. So now you got a generational gap now bridged because he remixed an original song that our parents knew or DJs know. Right, right. So now you got everyone coming back together in the club. So now I can do the Afro beats. So I can go from last, last, and now you get, yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, I know that song. So you could start to dig a little deeper. But as you saw, I still played... Tom and Top 40 dancehall, if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. Still with Serrani. Still with Everyone Falls in Love. You might, be the, you might be the fastest mixer I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> I appreciate it. He, like said, he, he wouldn't even let, like, maybe, he'll let maybe, like, half a line play. Uh-huh. And let the crowd sing. Because the crowd sing. He'll play half a line, and the crowd will sing the rest, and then he'll drop the next record. Next record. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You was fast. If I appreciate it. I, mean, yeah. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. It, it it's depends good. on what you're looking for. DJ Fresh was out of Temple. I don't know if you know Fresh Down in St. Petersburg's. Um, he runs Park and Rec. Mm-hmm. Yeah, DJ Fresh. He was in there and he was like, dude, you're going so fast. Yeah, yeah. But I try to do it at a respectable rate because there's so much music to cover. Mm-hmm. If it was a normal night, like Top 40, I can't press that type of gas because I'm going to mm-hmm. run out of tunes. I'm about to ask you, you, so you, you, kept, you do you keep going like the whole night like that? That same just- thing. Because when we warmed up, I, he told you I played a couple of culture songs. Still in, still in reggae, obviously. So I played more of the culture, sing-alongs like Sizzler. You know, it was along that lines. You know, yeah. Damien Marley. You heard Jam Rock. Yeah. You heard Baby Yeah, when Sean. you played Sizzler, yeah. Sizzler I was, I, yeah. I, I, I love that song. So, <laughs> so they all went crazy. You know, you got to play that, that feel-good emotional culture. Yeah, when you hear that? So he played that, that for maybe two lines. Yeah. Two lines. Like, ooh, yeah. I'm missing you. Yeah. And then, and then it, when everyone was like, dry, dry cry, cry. And, and then you cut it. Boom. <laughs> Fly. Because it's so, so much to I, get through. Yeah, everyone sings dry cry. And then he just slams yeah. in another record. Yeah, right on to next yeah. one. I think it was something like King in His Jungle, Jocko yeah. and Sizzle, something like that. And then afterwards, sing-alongs. And then went to some. That was the only track. time I got a little mad. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I wanted to hear that Sizzler. <laughs> Sizzler, but yeah. yeah. Sometimes it happens, like I say. Sometimes it happens. They but get I, pissed off, like, because yeah. I'm flying, but. Yeah. 
in a way, when you have a night like that in the club, expanded to now the focus is dance on Afro beats. Mm-hmm. Now I can go into my library because I'm not playing locally in Nassau. Now I could bring that to the club because I have the chance. Yeah. But in reality, if that was not advertised on that night, you might not have the same crowd at period. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, you were there five years ago. You had a lot of the Katy Perry's, the top four, the common Drake's, and it's not as quick. Yeah, I was. I'm kind of cruising. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, songs are playing. Well, it was it was so different. But you're yeah. uh, you're saying that it's because of that one night. Because of that one night. So a, a regular other Saturday would have been more top forty, more more EDM. top forty, and one B cheese my car, one B any of that stuff. Mm. But I knew that was going to be a local night. Right, his body was thrown. His oh, body. Okay. See, it's I like thought the Bahamian All Stars. Yeah. So you know I yeah I thought that was like <coughs> you guys catering to the local crowd on a Saturday, and it was a regular no. thing. No. They knew what that was going to be because Buddy Heal got it. He promoted that as that was his event. Okay. okay. And like I said, Jazz Chisholm, Marlins, Bahamian again came out. Mm-hmm. I think DeAndre Aiden was there, along with some other professional ladies who are in the MLB also and the NBA yeah. from the Bahamas. They all were out. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And that was the last time for Buddy Bucket's camp, too. So he holds that big camp where he, bring, he flies all the kids in to Nassau, and he runs a, f- a full-on camp. Mm-hmm. So that was the last night everything's done. So that was the hoorah. So it was a very like local pride, we like knew pride yeah. local event. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of DMs, too, from international guests who were like, hey, What's this track here? You were playing at this time, and they're sending me like Shaz- like Shazams. I'm like, that is the track. They're like, well, I can't really download an album. I'm like, some of these things, yeah, they're, they're not. like deep in the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're not copyrighted. They're not nothing. They're not trademark. However you want to say it, you know, yeah, their yeah. artists don't have no rights to the lyrics. These are reggae songs that play local. You're not gonna really find them like that as per se. But I could send you the MB3 because yeah, yeah. they really liked a lot of it. They were like, because of the crowd reaction, they were like. What's that track? Yeah. Uh-huh. Some of them they caught on, like I said, Shazam, and then some of them they just like, I can't even find it to download. Mm-hmm. But I still sent it to them so they understand. Like when it went off on the like now current top reggae out of Skelly Bang, they were like, whoa, the place went crazy. They were like, wop, wop, what, who, what? Skelly Bang, Crocodile Teeth. Oh, they were yeah. like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. But because you had that local crowd to support that, I could heavily play that because the reactions kept it up. Mm-hmm. But again, now I expanded my night. I don't have to go into Usher Yale. I could start off with Sizzler. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? If you warm up the club, you'd be like, Usher, yeah, you're a little bit of Nelly, must be the money, you know, yeah, more yeah. money, more problems. Yeah. You'll work your way up from around yeah. the early 2000s or late 90s or wherever you want to put it mm-hmm. into your night. Yeah, then yeah. you will get up. Then the headliner will come in, he'll start going bangers. Cardi B, Lil Baby, Drake. All the new but shit. All the new stuff. But in the Bahamas, if I'm warming up a party, that's our warm up. You have your Usher, we have our Sizzler. You, yeah, see, yeah. you see the comparisons there? But now I don't have to play the Usher and stuff. I don't have to warm up on that side. I, you saw I warmed up. Yeah, yeah. It's coming with the Buju, the Sizzler, you know, the Baby Shams, uh, Lady Sauce. Now that was our warm up. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to come up with R&B. Yeah, all the, like all the Fiesta rhythm and uh, shit. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah. it. Bio yeah. rhythm, you know, everyone falls in love. We played some old stuff, some Serrani. Well, Serrani's more top 40 with that stuff there. So I didn't go too far. But I played some of his other Badman stuff. You see what I'm saying? I like how yeah. Serrani is like uh, top 40 for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, was, I was thinking that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, play no games. Everyone wants to sing play no games, but yeah, that's yeah. not really, you know, what they're looking for. In our, you know, they're looking for more skip to Maloo, that type of dancing reggae yeah, for yeah. them, but you don't play here. Yeah. You see, so now you got the whole library is now expanded. So that's why where I was able to go a lot deeper for like, but it came on like close 1245. And yeah, you're more aggressive with, with a Bohemian crowd, right? More aggressive. Because right. they want that nature. They like sing-alongs. Yeah, yeah. But eventually, so when I got into the trap stuff, they just were, I got into the trap stuff maybe towards 130. Mm-hmm. But I had a whole other lap now. 
So I, I could play some more reggaeton. I still I didn't touch that. Right. But I could start way back with like the Migos. What I mean Migos way back, I mean like first 48. Yeah. You saw my first hip hop song. I think it was um, Kodak Black. No, no flocking. That maybe, was my maybe. first hip hop song. When you saw that tempo, I got yeah. oh glass man, and I could work from 58 BPM straight up. I was cruising. I was in no rush because I had that dance hall and stuff that I could pack in mm-hmm. because the crowd was there to support. I wouldn't lose the room. And they, like were, and they were waiting for the hip hop. So and any, any hip hop, they'll, they'll be happy to. to 125 is when I played my first hip hop song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was wow. in because I had a lot of reggae. I had a lot of stuff to warm up with. I, I had no rush. But that's the difference when you have a theme night like that. They could probably do that again mm-hmm. without putting Buddy's face on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> they could do it again. But I got to be careful which way I go with that music. Right. You know, I got to be real careful. But it'll be more. So you're, you're saying it w- without those athletes hosting and it being like a really right. local event. I can't dig can't, so yeah. far. I was shocked. Reggae. I was shocked on a Saturday that you went yeah. so deep. Yeah. So I thought. But it was there. See, but my thinking was it was the pan like after the pandemic. No, no, no. You no. just had to cater to a local crowd because no jump. The tourists weren't always in there. <laughs> oh no, you know, it's, no. Not, it's not. He'll yeah. tell you. Or anybody will tell you. It's I'm straight fist pump remixes. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Like real 128 BPM, and I could slide out into something else 128 mm-hmm. hip hop, which most of them are. You know, 120 between 128 65. Yeah. So yeah. you could easily come out of a house and re- and blend into hip hop. But you got to come back out really quick. You can't hang up in hip hop, and I can't go as deep. How do how do you how do you stay in touch with what's popping in the states to know what to play? All oh, you guys, <laughs> I mean, you know that not just in reference to your IG and stuff, but you follow you guys' pages. You go through and you look. You stay on top forty. You go and I mean, I don't know if I can reference anything here. Hot new hip hop. Mm-hmm. You see what's trending, mm-hmm. and you keep up with that stuff. Is all the internet has given us all the answers. That, that's it. You just stay online. You can find it. Mm. Like, I mean, uh, last, last and more Afrobeats. But, like, if you want to go deeper with, like, Jack Boy and stuff, you know, and Kodak, you start. They, we stay, we're closer to 305 than anywhere. Right. We're 20 minutes so away. So you're real tapped in with Miami. So we're tapped in yeah. with Miami. Right. And then it filters from there. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. that's how we stay. We stay tapped in. But social media has helped us more than anything. It's it's interesting, like you know Puffy, right? DJ Puffy yeah. from Barbados. My boy, yeah. Yeah, it's my boy. amazing DJ, right? I've, I've asked him multiple times, like, what's the toughest crowd or what's the toughest city or yeah. room he's ever had to DJ? And he's like, Barbados. They're, home. They're, they're the worst. No home soil. Yeah. For, for you, it's the same thing? Oh, so tough. Bahamas, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. They would stand there and not move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Most, it because they just have high expectations? They, they know no, they you, like right? the They like the bill at night. Yeah. No rush. But you got to force it out of them. It's not like... Well, they kind of want to see what you're going to do, What right? you're going to do. It's mm-hmm. not like uh, in comparison to here where I've seen like Dreas nightclub and so forth. But I've only seen Dreas. I, I can't compare it to anything else. You, say, but you mean Dreas, right? Dreas. Yeah. Oh, that's what you say? Dreas? Dreas. 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 You say it like it's Andreas. Right, exactly. So Dreas... <laughs> like when San the, Andreas. When the club door opened and the people came in, they just flocked in. They would yeah. go. It wasn't like... It wasn't like no build up to it. Mm-hmm. They just would go from the first song he's playing like Soul Shaker and they were just ringing on. I'm like, boy, yeah. if that's the energy we could get in the Bahamas out the gate, you'll have the biggest, you'll be the biggest opener in the world for a long time. <laughs> you, <laughs> see, <laughs> you see where I'm coming from? Because the crowd comes and they are. But you're talking about the local Bahamian I'm, crowd, right? But now the local Bahamian crowd, it ain't going to happen like that. Right. Number one, the opener, he's there for a crucial part, but he's not going to see any day of light till maybe, like, if he's saying his opening set's 11 to 1, he may get a spark like 12.30. May get it. 
Sounds like L.A. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> they stay back. We stay back to the corners. We lean up on Why the Why is that? What, what, what is it? It's like a, I mean, I feel like it's more or less a fashion statement. I'll be real with you. You want to flex. You want the people to know you were there. You want to hail it. Not like we don't see everybody every day. Yeah. But you still want people to see you and say hi and, you know, dap them up. And then, then you move forward. Then it, you make your way into the bar. Is it because the island is so small, you know everybody? Everybody. So yep. if, like, if... For example, if I go in a room and I know everybody, it's not as exciting for me to just to just get wild. I have to like have a reason to get wild. Oh really? So it's like I, like for example, like like if I go to New York or if I go to LA, right? right? And if I see the local crowd in LA, they're not gonna wild out in LA because they know everybody in the room. But an LA motherfucker in Las Vegas will wild out. Uh, because they don't know nobody. Exactly. Home, they know everybody. So, so I gotta so it's cool. a small island, so everyone kinda knows everybody. Yeah. So, you know my status too. Right. So if I's a bad man, <laughs> figuratively speaking, <laughs> I ain't going in the middle of the dance floor early in the night. Right. You know for me. So to that's be, the, that's the thing is that everybody is, everyone's kind of familiar. Everyone has their own social status. So you know So they need the DJ to really up. bring it out. You of gotta them. bring it out. But when he does bring it out, they'll be ready to pop off. There'll be bottles. There'll right. be money thrown. And then that's when they'll be like, ah, party start. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Party start. So my answer to anybody coming in, he saw it. Mm-hmm. Pick on the ladies. He did it his own way coming in. He was within the resort, but there was still a lot of locals there. The, like I tell people, don't take white people in the Bahamas to be international guests. There were a lot of local Bahamians there who are white. We have quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Trust me. I don't think you notice that. But a lot of them were in the pools. And when he started to hit his reggae and stuff, he started to see, you know, now the pools start to build a little current. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Then he hit his reggae on. More current. So he started to build his train. You see what I'm saying? But I say, don't mistake white people for being all international guests. And look at your video again on your phone when I played those songs in the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of white people was in there singing it, right? Because they, yeah, but, sure. they bonded their Bahamians. Their parents may not be, but they were born in the country because their parents were there for years ago. Yeah. And they'll continue to carry on. So they say, don't get it fixed up, mixed up like it was all tourists in there. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Uh-uh. But now you have another week coming up, whereas normal born night, it's going to be a big influx of hotel guests. Now you got to be careful. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> now you got to know where you're going. And no sizzle, you warming no up sizzle, your night. No, no sizzle at no, 1 a.m. No nothing. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to know how to bring the crowd forward. And right away, you see them, they come in a club and someone's going to run to the center of the dance floor. And you're like, oh, let me hang on to them. You know, I right, got to right, pick right. on that person. And then sometimes it doesn't happen. You still got an empty dance floor. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my opening job. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? How long do you guys go at night? Tell they want to close. I'll be real. They have a time 10 to 4, but we've went some stretches mm-hmm. past 4. If they're there, and obviously it's a business, so if bottles are flowing, music's good, keep going. See what I'm saying? Simple like that. You just keep going. Mm-hmm. Once bottles are being purchased. <laughs> <laughs> everybody knows everybody on the island, so it ain't like the cop is going to come and say, oh, you passed your time. No, no, no. It don't work like that. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful where you go to do certain things. Yeah. So you there, and it, money's making, bottles popping, and people still there. Man, let's keep going. You know, they'll pay off the expenses of keeping people longer, but they're going to make some money. Mm-hmm. So it's no real cutoff time, just to be real with you. No real cutoff time. I think Crooked was gone by... 245. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going into the next lap. My last song was 415. Yeah, you look like you were, just, were you were just getting started. You just go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he'll tell you, I mean, speaking of that and start, it was just like so much mayhem, so much people just, I mean, and 
button distance and everything. It's just he'll tell you it's a collective. Yeah. If you could wake in that environment, you could wake anywhere. I was I was shocked to see that they had a controller in the main club. In yeah, the I requested a controller. You did? Yeah. I don't. What reason being, and I always I always go back and forth. With people. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to worry about a time code on the CDJ. Mm. I don't worry about a CD skipping. I don't worry about none of that stuff. Mm. I don't have to go to S nine, whereas I can't separate my banks. I could be in hot queues on this side, and over here I could be on sampler. Right, right, right. And as you saw, I was doing that hot queue yeah, sampler yeah. and switching over. You're doing great. Switch tracks, yeah. and that's that's the only advantage I've gotten from playing with a controller. Mm-hmm. So I just, uh, you know, eliminate the CDJs. I, I mean, that could, that controller got a better sound card than the fucking <laughs> S9. The S9, yeah, the S9 trouble in the camps. Yeah. But again, I'm like, I'm down here on the S9. Didn't want to be there. If right. you switch it to a sampler, the whole thing switches. So now I can't cue my song and hit my samples on the other side. But mm-hmm. then that's the advantage of having that that all-in-one controller. Is the yeah, controller yeah. standard now, with a lot of guys? No, no, no. When okay. people come in, it's like CDJ S9. That's yeah. like the standard now. CDJ S9. Some people still love the 800 because of the crossfader. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys request that. Really? They, what? They, a lot of guys request the 800. They just like the crossfader. Some don't even use it to scratch it on them. They just, they just prefer the crossfader. You have some weird requests. But if you look at the majority of riders that come in, it's like DJM 800. Well, now... They have to use your 900 yeah, because Serato's built in the box right, is right. unlimited. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you will force forward regardless if you wanted to be forward or not. So a lot of requests on 900, two CDJs, you just can't get away from it. Me, I'm like, you can give me the SRT now if you want to. Yeah, yeah. I could work with that, you know. Or, but for me, preferably the SC. I like the platters on that. But it's separate control. It was, it was good to, like, I haven't, you know, I haven't heard someone play dancehall like that in a long time. Maybe in like uh, seven, eight years. Since I was in New York in like Brooklyn or something, um, maybe I was maybe it been long ago. I was listening to like Max Glazer. Shout to Max Glazer. Max, yeah, he's the fucking, <laughs> he's the best. <laughs> uh, but it's like that's that it's like a that style of DJing, right? It doesn't you don't hear that on the West Coast at all. But it's, you had the crowd. Imagine that crowd coming to the West Coast. You start shooting too. You just chuckle, juggle. No, it's a totally different. It's a totally yeah. different. Style. Oh, so, oh, totally different. Period. Well, you, well, I was talking with you a little bit, right? right. Because like, like on, on the West Coast, there isn't as much of a Caribbean presence in in the community in like California, Las mm. Vegas. Mm. So like, they don't even play rhythms. No, they'll as you play. See, like, I was riding rhythms yeah, yeah. too. I was. They'll play like rhythm. one song from the rhythm, and then you know. That's and it. Move on to another, to right. the next rhythm. One song, and then one song. Right. So they play yeah. like. I think yeah, Sarani. Play, They'll play, play that. Game. Yeah. But they, you wouldn't play the whole unfinished business rhythm. No, they wouldn't do that. You the Mavado still there? Yeah. Beanie still there? Lady Saw? Like, but it buys you more time. Mm-hmm. Like that's five songs I've just bought myself two and a half minutes out of my set, mm-hmm. but I've played five songs on the rhythm. As you said, that's why the set went so far. Yeah. And I keep stretching it out and delaying little baby and delaying little babies because. Start riding the rhythms, and I could shoot through the rhythms because you have seven, eight songs. But that it's, crowd, that that crowd in the West Coast, they wouldn't even know those other rhythms. They know the top forty one song, the one song yeah. that they did not May, make maybe the, the second, maybe of, the like one more. Yeah, you got you know? it. But if they made note of the they rhythms, may, they might know like Serrani, right. and then and then you know they may get away with the uh, Mavado. I'm so special, so special. Yeah, right. You may get away with that because right. he, he obviously he became a good mainstream artist. Mm-hmm. But it's still some more on there that bang. No, no, no. You know for sure. But have you, ever, have you ever have you ever DJed on the West Coast besides mm-hmm. Vegas, like on no. like on a dance hall level? No, have not. You know, I'd have be, not. I'd be curious for you to see, like a dance hall or like, 
an Afrobeats party on the West Coast. If they have one out and they see this castle, invite us out. We'll come listen to it. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) But that's why I keep telling Crooked, like, if you put Crooked in that club for a buddy here at night, he'll dig deep. You'll yeah, find it. Yeah. It's there, you know. You'll it'll be, take, you'll it'll be take me some time. I, I'm, I'm rusty, man. I'm rusty. I'm but not you'll like you. You'll be surprised what you think of, like. Yeah, yeah. Like, so for me, that was exciting, and I was on, I was on fire with it because I do not have the chance to do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. finally, I had the chance to do it. So it's just like, oh, remember this led to that, that led to this, you know. Yeah. yeah. Heads I let the traffic block in from Beanie Man. Of course, like yeah. you see what I'm saying? Like yeah, that yeah. type of stuff. So you start thinking of more rhythms and you just start riding them. And, For sure. And, yeah. and, it, and it all came back like, you know, because Bond was in there. Bahama's been what? Bahama's been in maybe what, four years now? Maybe five? The, the Bond, club Bond? Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. club was, the hotel was in there, period. Yeah. I think of like five years ago. So you, I, for me to survive, I had to play local heavy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But I knew playing locally heavily, could only take you so far because so such a saturated market. I had to figure out another way. Wait, so you know, you know what I mean? It's a lot. Listen, you got some DJs who back home who, who would put me to shame. Like they could shell, but now you flip the markets. It gets tough. Yeah, you know now they they put you here with you at a beach club. It's like oh boy, but they put you there. In a local body, they're like, yeah, people are like, what the hell's going on? You know, it's still, <laughs> sure. you, you can't, you could battle most of it. And I be, I always shout out DJ Puffy, obviously, you know, there's more to it. But you shout out DJ Puffy because he can go to any market. He's figured it out. Yeah. But he studies a lot too. Mm-hmm. I never discredit him for anything. But he's made that transition whereas he can bring the barrier over. He can drop a new whatever, a new Sean Paul, and people will respect it because he's playing it. But they understand he's a crossover DJ that's spectacular. Yeah. He could play anywhere. And if he go to Barbados, it's tough, but he could shell down Barbados. Me and you sure. can't go there. I, if I go there, I got to study. I got to have that DJ locally, but you got to tell me what y'all playing here. Right, right, right. If you come there, I'd say, hey, this is what we're playing. Mm-hmm. The TOKs, the Skelly Bangs, the Skangs. Like, right. I would tell you, and I would line you up with as much info as I could give you because I respect that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. To give you the opportunity to shell. Because you don't want anybody to sink. Like, yeah. you know, like, come yeah. on. But that, that's the thing. We could survive if we have time to study. Mm-hmm. But you won't get that same down to set. Now you ship that crowd over to you up there, I'll come there later. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I have a question. I'm curious. Like, Buddy Hill, the DeAndre Aiden, them dudes are young. Yeah. So, like, those older records, they, they resonate with them? Straight to. Yeah. They, these, know, like, they, they don't they, die off. Like 22, 23 years old. Yeah, but because you, know you got to remember, he still grew up partying locally, too. Mm-hmm. So those records still slap. Or he's going to hop in the car with somebody and they're going to be playing that track. I mean, those, those, those records, like... They don't yeah. go away. It's they're time, like, timeless. Yeah, no, like, I'm just thinking, like, yeah. if you think of a 21-year-old athlete in the States, they're going to want to hear nothing but, like, new shit, right? They're not going to be, like, listening to, like, shit that their parents might have been listening to. They're I get in the you, club. Yeah, they kinda yeah wanna, you're still right. Yeah. No, yeah. you know, I got to so take just, you away from it. But yeah. they know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why Down For My Niggas... See murder. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Why does I get the club crazy in the Bahamas? They still like it. It's an aggressive gangster. You can't talk to me. Don't say nothing to me type vibe. Mm-hmm. Hit him up. Tupac. Biggest reaction the whole night. That was after you left. <laughs> Damn. Biggest. <laughs> because it's gangster. First though, fuck bitch. I don't know if you have to edit that. But no. anyway, you know, no, no. so that's, that's, that's telling you, you can't bother me. But it's when you play it. Mm-hmm. If I would have used that track to build a night, nothing happening. Mm-hmm. But when I played that, when they were up in the air... Nobody, everyone's a bad man at that point. And that's the type of 
as you see, I started to deliver that music like that. Yeah. Like nobody could talk to me. And that's how we like to party. Yeah, yeah. It's aggressive. <laughs> and then I went into those young Jeezys and stuff. I used to have nothing. Nah, I got all. So now the club's crazy. People throwing money, that type of thing. I'm the biggest boss. Stay scheming. Yeah. Stay scheming. Damn, with, man. Stay scheming would always <laughs> yeah, be they, a banger. They, they, he, was, he was like playing like. A lot of hood ass hip hop. Hood, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's yeah. where we hanging out. Then we going little. You did a great little baby set. That, that's it, and that's yeah. what they were waiting on. But yeah. you can imagine, I pumped that. Now they've heard their track. It's like, all right, where are yeah. you going next? So I got to figure out where to dig to. So I had to represent God. But it, but it's yeah. you know, there's an art to being calm when you headlining and to hold back. You got to. But I feel like that's an East Coast thing. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, you, know you can't take I'm, it away. Everybody has to do it. Because yeah. you got to learn how to stretch the time to 4 a.m. Right. But and on the West Coast, it closes at 2 a.m. Oh. And the headliner sets oh, usually so, midnight so you gotta, to 2. So you got to hit them hard. You got to show earlier. Earlier. Oh, I see what you're so saying. So you're saying, so the West Coast. They, the club's compressed. So like the, the way two motherfuckers. Two hours less. Open, yeah. Well, yeah. Two hours less. So the openers on the West Coast, like the way motherfuckers do, like yeah. they approach the night, it's like more hits there's no warm-up ah uh, do you understand what i'm saying but vegas closes till f4 but but i'm saying like cali and all these other west coast yeah. most yeah. of them is two o'clock so the styles is different like what you're doing when you're holding back yeah like in cali you you, you would almost get in trouble for that oh i see you gotta yeah. go for it go you for just it. gotta go for it go for mm. it which is like I, I appreciate like it's it's an art what you're doing you know what i'm saying right like to hold back and then just like we used to do that shit in new york remember yeah if we could like keep the crowd popping till like two fifteen, and we haven't played any new record, two thirty, right. we haven't played we any can, new banger, we could keep that shit going. Yeah, yeah we, we were like, going, yo, <laughs> we were like, I, I forgot what was like a big record at the time, like in the early two thousands. I'd be like, yo, I haven't even played like past the Cavassier. I haven't played like oh, in the club. Hit. I haven't, yeah. I, play, I haven't played Magic Stick yet. Yeah, uh huh. You know, like I'm, the biggest Jay Z song at yeah. the time. I haven't played that. Yet. I haven't played Public that yet. Announcement. Yeah. So oh. when you're holding back, you were like, yo, I'm about to fuck. Dude, we're going to close at 5 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> but even that, like, what's crazy, even though you said Jay-Z, like, public service announcement, mm -hmm. like, the headliner won't play that in Bahamas, you know? That's like a, I mean, sorry, the opener wouldn't play that. That's like a headline song. It's kind of yeah. tricky. So that's still a that's still a big. It's song. still a headline. headline uh -huh. you know, I was actually shocked you play that. Yeah, because the lighting guys love it, mm -hmm. because they have time to black out and come back. Oh, in, you know. Okay, yeah. So they're working with me. As you see, I tripped out at one point when they weren't paying attention. Mm. I saw at the beginning they weren't paying attention. You saw me go off. Yeah. You know, I started hitting my fist and slapping. Like, come on, you got to pay attention. If I'm the lighting the, is important, man. Like, I'm especially saying, if I'm delivering hits. You, yeah, you, they yeah, were doing sell them. Whatever. At that time, they're doing some shit. Something was happening. I've got I've gotten in trouble for like getting frustrated with lighting guys yeah. because they fucking up. Like they keep this steady <coughs> light going. That's it. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm doing drops. So you got to feel that know when to come back. And then you know, like even you know in dance hall, you rewind it back, you bring it back to the one where it's silent. Yeah. You got to black it out so that when it builds it up, mm -hmm. you hit them with the. And then the lighting guy is still having the same lights, no. and I've and I've rewind it back. Right. And I'm like, yo, and I look at them like, what are you doing? And that and that comes a part of them knowing the songs too, you know. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. just or just even it. paying attention. Well, they at that point yeah. that something was going on. Some lady came in the booths and some yeah. dude was talking to them. I, I could understand they explained afterwards the confusion because Oh no, I'm not getting on yeah. your lighting guys. Yeah, right? but in general, yeah. sometimes but they you know, they don't know the track or they just they just missed the cue or we don't know what's going on there. Yeah. But mm -hmm. that's a big help. You know, the light is definitely. I've seen the light in dress. I've definitely seen the hockey sound on YouTube. It's just like, 
these guys are slapping. And obviously, for me, live lighting guy. I think Rain dot fifty two is his handle, or whatever. Yeah, I was just hanging with Rain. You know Rain? Start from no, Are no. I about the Rain that used to be here. Yeah, I forgot he moved to fucking <laughs> and live. You're yeah. talking about so Rain yeah. is yeah. yeah. Rain was the the lighting guy at uh, Omnia and, and he's in Yeah. yeah. He slaps. How do you yeah. know him? I saw him from your page. Oh. I always knew a guy was there, but okay. when you tagged it, it put a reference to it. Oh, wow. Because I could sit on YouTube all day. Yeah. These guys would tell you, I sit on YouTube all day, and I'm like, I'm going to play it live. I'm going to play it dress or dress, however you say it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to be the first behemoth to do that. I'm going to do that, you know? And yeah. then, like, so I always looked at these guys. I'm like, man, they know. And the thing is, he could be a DJ. He knows every last track. The guys who come in and play their sets are live. Obviously, like every resident DJ, you're gonna have Don Hart. He's he's bad, off like crazy good. When I say bad, Don Hart, Anderson, those guys always play there. So he kind of has an idea. Your sets don't change that much. Let me be real. Everybody knows. You could try play different as much as you want. Some songs string together. So that lighting guy knows what breaks are coming. He knows when a Meek Mill Dreams nightmare is coming. These right. these lighting guys after a while they hear you after a while they know what's coming next. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but. But clubs like Live, Drez, Bond, Hakkasan, Bond and Bahamas, Hakkasan here, they rotate people so heavily. You're not going to see the same person twice that often in that abundance. So you could create the perfect set if you think about it. If you feel like switching it up, you can. But you could string together the same 10 songs to get everybody up in the air all the time. Yeah. And the lighting guy, he's very important because he's going to know what's coming next. Mm -hmm. But yeah. you as the visitor or the tourist or whatever you want to call it, you've never been there before. Mm -hmm. It's a very limited amount of people that actually return. Think about these clubs. They're all tourist destinations. So they've got the best set and the lighting guy sticking with him is major key. If you're on point with your lighting guy and you're all vibing, it's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But we don't see the same person that often. So you got a big advantage being a DJ in these type environments. You could play the same set five million times mm -hmm. if you feel like, and everyone's gonna be like, "That's crazy," because they've never heard you before. It's funny. We're talking about Rain. He was a lighting guy at Omnia and Hakkasan, yeah. and he was one of the few lighting guys in Vegas that could actually do hip hop well with yeah. lights. He knew the music. He knew how to create like a he know the drama. Mood and that stuff. Yeah. He knew how to like uh, break it down and build it up. Mm -hmm. You know, he was like quick to black it out. It's really about blacking it out that's it with hip-hop and when because there's the if you think of you hear some of these new hip-hop songs like let's say grove street right yeah it has a slow beginning and then you know and then it hits mm -hmm. and but if you have it blacked out and the lights hit when the drums hit and it and it explodes it's almost like edm it's almost yeah. like house yep especially for like the dreams and nightmares or like oh, the all of that that's that's out. a slow but that's a yeah. slow build right mm -hmm. but you need a lighting guy who knows the lyrics and knows yeah. when people are going to sing it to and then just had to light it up to light it up Even when like, people that's the thing you either black it out or you light it out it has to be yeah. this high contrast you know? they know it yeah and color goes with mood too as yeah. some yeah. but rain, guys. rain knew that and i actually didn't know he moved to miami and at live yeah i remember he moved i think right before right at the beginning of the pandemic or right right around yeah, there, yeah, I remember yeah. he moved. Well, everyone got laid off, yeah, right? Yeah. During the pandemic. had to figure it out. Yeah. Because yeah. Miami was still, I mean, Florida was still open. So, <laughs> But it was good to see him at uh, Rain, this really talented lighting guy. It was good to yeah. see him at a at a mega club in Miami, like live. Because yeah. I, I, I told him, like, you're one of, like, you're you're special because, like. He knows it. You know what you're doing. He knows and it, boy. And you make spinning fun. And you, you it allows me to take more chances. Real talk. Because, like, if I know. 
like if I take a chance and you black it out, I you know I can build it back up. I can play with the crowd a little bit you more. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it was good to see him there because I was like, this makes sense that you're here at like one of the best nightclubs in the country in yeah. the world. Yeah. So I was like, that you know, that's tell him thanks to you. He put you put a name to the face because I'm sure a lot of yeah. people did not know and tell him like. You tagged him. I'm sure a lot of people view that story too. Because I was like, oh, that's the guy. It's it's interesting. You know? Like, yo, lighting guys are really, really important. I mean, I think at one point where I'll probably do like an episode just talking with lighting guys mm -hmm. or like sound guys that are and how vital they are to the nightclub and important. And the bartender's sake. Yeah. <laughs> like they tell them the more drunk they <laughs> every, are, the better they sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? The more drunk they are, the better they sound, bro. So it's, it's different when you, when you have a good staff yeah. that like, you know, like that look out for the DJ. They like, you know, they They'll bring you water. They'll bring you drinks. Really? They treat they treat you like you know. But if you get them rocking too, you know, don't yeah. right. don't think as they working they ain't partying. If you get them rocking too, like they may not be physically jumping up and down, but if they feeling that, but they serving drinks faster, they are doing a lot of things like right. they enjoying. It's and not they're like they're not hearing yeah. the same set. They're yeah, like, oh, you're they're changing like, it up. Uh, yeah. You know, and that's why guest DJs are, are a good thing. A lot of guys don't embrace it, and everybody. I was one of them too. Like didn't like that someone was coming in like. You're not working, but eventually, like as I got older and and grew in it, I understand how beneficial it was. Yeah, and I embraced it. You know what I mean? At first, you're mad at management, but now you're like, wait a minute, it's re you know these guys are they're different. I feel yeah. like a lot yeah. of I feel like when I've traveled, like re like more recently in the past few like few years, maybe like ten years ago, like yeah. the the openers and the residents of these clubs when I came to like headline. They were a little bit more welcome. They were like a little cooler. Yeah. But then like in, in maybe six to seven years ago, it started changing where like the openers and the residents were like kind of like, why are you here? You yeah. Know? Or like. They, they kind or, of, they try to burn you a little bit. Well, it, it, yeah. It, they push gas a little bit. No, you never got it. But the thing I completely understand their standpoint because yeah. they're, they know the room and right. And they, they and they've, They've played in that city. They know what to play. Right. And then the, here comes another dude who may know the room or may not know the room. And then they have to open for this motherfucker. Right. And it, it, hurt, and it hurts their pride. It hurts their hey. ego and everything, you know. Then And they feel like they have enough skill and enough ability to mm -hmm. be headlining. Exactly. But, I, you know, but here comes Crooked or Never or D Miles. Right. And then they're like, well, why they got to bring this Why they here? Right. Why they here? Yeah. I tell them I took a different approach to it now is because now you take me back to where I started. Because a lot of headliners can't open anymore. They don't remember. They never they get don't back remember, to that flow yeah. of music. So with new people coming in, you embrace that now because you get to open again. But the main thing is now is is the networking. A lot of people, you need DJs now be, to be real. After the pandemic, we're at the bottom, just so everybody knows. At first, uh, I don't know I don't know if you guys Who's agree at the bottom? What do you mean? The DJs. We, oh, yeah. Now, we can't, we're still working to dictate how we're paid again. Mm. And how often we play and who we get. We're still in the transition. Yeah. We're like building it back okay, up, so, right? Yeah, I don't know if I'm saying it the right. No, no, way, no, no you're saying it right. Yeah, you're saying it right. Yeah, but beforehand, but your DJs could call any shot. You could call your salary. You could call when you play. Or hey, I need you. Let me know when you're free. That's funny. You feel that too, huh? Yeah, but now it's the other way around. We're like, I totally agree with you. We gotta work together to get back. You know. Because the, the people are going to the club because the club's there because they want to party. The necessity of having that particular DJ doesn't really matter too too much anymore. Right. 
You know, they they want Richardson stuck inside for two years. They want to party now, so you could put Marriott a little lime there. People want to come to the club, <laughs> you know, but we got to work hard for that to shift now to say they want to see Crooked, not just I go into the club. Yeah. You know, they want to see Crooked. They want to see now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, Absolutely, we have to work hard, and then we got to work harder to get it now to get salaries back. The salaries yeah. ain't the same. I don't know. Some people, they may be, but salaries ain't the same. You know what I mean? For the guys who are attached to casinos and stuff, might be not a problem anymore because people mm-hmm. are spending money. But the other way around, all of us got to work to get a get back. We're not up on top yet. Some not not like thinks, it was before the pandemic. Right. Yeah. Before the pandemic, everybody was on fire. You could do as you please. You could, you come, you could dictate when you want to play. It was just yeah. so much. The demand was such. Now it's like, the people come here regardless. You need to tell me. You, like you got to tell me why you want to play here or how you want to get. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, and that's why I see it. I don't know if you guys feel it the same, nah, but totally feel I it. totally feel it. You know, yeah, yeah. now the venues have the advantage over the disc jockey. You see what I'm saying? Right. We got to work together again to get everybody back up. So, in your opinion or in your thinking, how do we work together to? We got we got to yeah. get everything back. The people are going to the club because they're outside, but it's not. I'm going to see cricket. Because they were locked inside. Did you see that energy? Like when things really started opening back up? Yeah. Like, oh shit, like motherfuckers are just happy to be out. They're just happy to be out. They the just spending went wildly. crazy. You can look at the revenue, these hotels, everyone's up on money. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Little bars, little everything. So they can put anybody there because the people want to be outside. Yeah. Now we got to try shift the culture a little bit. Some people may not agree to the way I see it, but that's how you see it. That's why now the network is so important. Sorry. You need people to come in. Mm-hmm. I need you to get me out. These venues and stuff are packed regardless now. Mm-hmm. But some club owners and promoters and talent agencies who are booking people are like, you know what? I still need this guy to be here. They need somebody. You still need a. I'll just throw an example: a puffy to be there, because that's that particular place. But in reality, they're like, man, I could put any DJ here because 800 people are coming or 4,000 coming, regardless, because the people are still on this climb to be outside. You see yeah. what I'm saying? That's a big thing. We got to work together, and I always encourage people now more than ever. You got to network now more than ever because. They don't need you to come there. You know, if Crooked's a resident, you could resident, you could be the resident every Saturday because the people are coming regardless if he's playing or not. They still can, they're coming. So we can just keep him there. Save it, me money, save me expenses, save me money, save me expenses, travel, all that stuff. Just keep him there. Let him play till the wheels fall off because the people are gonna come regardless. They want to party. I also feel like the Bahamas is maybe like a year behind the US mm. with travel and like tourism yeah. right yeah so like we exploded last year and i feel like you guys are exploding this year because a tra- lot because because a lot of international travel so like in the u.s everything kind of opened up last year right yep. for the first time so the u.s fucking exploded but no one could really go international no you know what i'm saying you couldn't go to europe europeans like Everyone was just in the states, like just moving within, moving the 50 and blowing or however many up. Yeah, they didn't give a fuck who was DJing. They didn't care what was being played. That's my point. Now this year, like we're starting to see when international travel opened up. When August yep. came, everyone to everyone went to a visa. Yeah, they went to Spain when it's they gone. couldn't do that last year. So all of these, all of these people who were in the states, who were like, "Yo, we killed it last year." They're like, "Well, it's a little, it's a little slow now, or it's a little regular now." Yep. It's going back to normal now it's because motherfuckers could go everywhere they want. They could they could yeah. travel overseas. So now everyone in the states is kind of like yeah. it's they got weird, options. Yeah. But and you they, guys are but you guys are exploding because now you you're getting yep. Europeans there. Everyone can right. travel. There's now. no more with COVID tests to get in. Right. Like certain things that were these incidental. So, so what he's talking about right now is like the DJ doesn't matter. 
They're we, coming. We, we, yeah, we, that we, we, we had that last year. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Because motherfuckers just come in. The, they're like, we don't right. give a fuck. So now it's, you guys are settling in. Yes. Yeah. We're now settling I, in. You you're exploding. Yeah. yeah. We're still exploding. Yeah. Now, when they lift this mask mandate, because we're still wearing masks, when they lift yeah. this now, now it's going to go crazy. And we saw that too last summer. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> now it's going to go crazy. Yeah, Once they you lift guys, that. You guys still need masks in the airport. And, yeah, yeah. Outside the hotel, you still need them to go in. Right. Restaurant this way, that way. But when they lift that, hey, now we're going to have that explosion. You have when Vegas was, I think it was the very first place. I think it was the first place on the news was Vegas to lift the mask, right? Yeah. I think it was all over. It yeah. was like a national oh, mandate. Yeah, but yeah. I think this was the more recognized place they were like pointing at Vegas because they know the people were going to have an influx there. I mean, and once they left that, he's getting us in trouble. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, we, we weren't the crazy ones in the States. <laughs> you, I, you, you know, talk about uh, Miami. Miami and, yeah. and uh, yeah, 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 right, yeah, we know Miami. <laughs> been up there. Miami looked like it never stopped. Like it was just Miami on. never closed. It never yeah, started. Yeah, yeah never yeah, closed. It never <laughs> closed. They were on, so. I was talking to somebody there. I was like, yeah, we were like talking about, you know, just because Miami really benefited from yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. They really totally. like they like everyone is just kind of doing pretty well and mm-hmm. and it's it's almost like you know like uh in, in cocaine cowboys uh-huh. yeah how the coke industry kind of yep it kind of developed Miami built up the South Beach it's right? like the pandemic kind of helped just like <laughs> hey listen shit you know? it, helped, it helped us too <laughs> hey, I ain't sitting here and being like it didn't help us it helped yeah. us too it helped the Bahamas too that whole thing so it's all good it, you know yeah. everybody benefited from it in yeah. a way and then some did not but. Yeah, that's it. We we need each other now. Like they liked Crooked when he was there. Mm-hmm. They they loved it. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, I never thought to play that song after that. You know, and I might have done this. Mm-hmm. You know, but it still worked. But now, you know, it, it was a different feel, a different vibe. Even though the guests who have been there might have been more aware here. They might have been from here. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It was just you don't know who's coming in. Right. Sometimes yeah. you come in, the place might not be sold out. Sometimes you come in, it's totally sold out. You just don't know. He had Buddy run up on him. <laughs> you know, he had Buddy run up behind him. So, but you just don't know. You don't know what you're going to get. But back to the, the moral of the story, like, we need everybody. Yeah. I don't care if you're playing a little bar. It don't matter. If you're playing somewhere, mm-hmm. we need to come. Because five people there are going to hear what's yeah. going on. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you need each other. You, you got to embrace it. I show a lot of baby DJs will see this. You got to. You got to embrace it big time. I think if, you know? I've been seeing it a lot recently where DJs are looking out for other DJs. You know, you, like, you have you know, to. Yeah. It's a, listen, nobody wants to do it. I'll be, I'll be that guy. No DJ wants to do it. Because, you know, the first thing I say, oh, you're going to take my job. Or gonna come. None of us want to really do it. But that pandemic shifted that whole thing. You better humble down because no. that guy is going to give you a chance to be to that spot. And he wants to come to the Bahamas just as much as I want to go to the U.S. Yeah. Not many of us are going to come out of the Bahamas to, the, to make it to the U.S. No. Not much of us are going to be able to display that. Mm-hmm. But the guys are starting to evolve and they're trying their best. And networking is a key thing. So we need each other. I, I also think the problem is like everyone got laid off and there's no like music directors no. or bookers anymore. It's, that, that's like, what I'm saying. So like, like it's all direct. It's all of these DJs that are handling the bookings for whatever club they're working at. Yep. So it's weird, like, because there used to be, like, a, a marketing director, a music director that was on top of the DJs that would talk with the managers. Right. But now all of these clubs, they, they you know, during the pandemic, they got they rid of everyone. those windows, yeah. So now they just go into their resident DJs, like, we want to bring guest DJs. Who should we bring? Oh, that, right. And, 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 and so, the like, all of these DJs are in these positions of, like, all right, I guess I'm a booker now. 
have to book all. That's what I've been seeing. Yeah, but just go for it. I mean, but yeah. you know, you have to do well with it. You know, protect the club or whatever venue you're at. Mm-hmm. Don't do it because that's your boy or this or that. Protect the club. Bring it. Call it somebody good. It might benefit you in the long run. Crooked may come back 12 times. I may see America twice. But the point is, continue to benefit the venue. It's going to stay open because Crooked's still coming, too. You're going to be home sore. You'll have 40 weeks out of the year. Think about it. Like, he's home in the U.S. He will have 40 weeks. I won't be there 40 weeks out of the year. I, mean, I might get four. They're not, they might bring me once every quarter because they don't want to drown it out when, when their guests are coming in. You see what I'm saying? You're not going to see it a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's good to... To, to map it and at least like force the issue. If they ask you, call on who's good. Even though it may, may, may you make you look like shit, but <laughs> still call him in. You see what I'm saying? I'm gonna I'm call in Craig. I'm gonna call in Puffy. I'm calling Never. Like you know what I mean? Call him in. Yeah, make you look bad. But so what? There are different levels to it. And it's just like playing in the NBA. Yeah, you ain't gonna be LeBron. There's only one. You get where I'm coming from? There's yeah. only one Kevin Durant. Like, and these are things like we as DJs we find it hard. Because it's a one-man sport. You always think you're the best. Come on now. That's everybody. <laughs> no matter where you are in your career, you think you're the best. And this is the only sport in the world, I think, that you can just wake up one day and say, I'm a pro DJ. That's <laughs> true. Who, yeah. who, who cited you in? Yeah, who yeah. knights you in? Nobody. You, you just do it yourself. Up. There's, no right, of, there's no right of passage with it. There's no right yeah. passage with it. You know, All you need is one person to vouch and that's it. Well, so, so speaking, speaking of... Uh, you know, going off of what you're saying, like in the Bahamas, when you started DJing, how did you come up? I found the most humble guy who understood finance in the industry. In so finance? I, because, okay, some guys are really good, really big. They make, just say whatever, four, four figures a night, three figures, and they might blow it all before they even leave the club. You see what I'm saying? You're talking might, about DJs. Yeah, they might blow it all doing something stupid. Like, mm. they don't have any vision to it. So I went with somebody who was not the top dog. Remember the underdog and the DJ was sometimes the better guy. It's just that you not moving out of the way for me to headline. But he knows it better than anybody. He's just sitting back there just understanding everything. But at some point, the headline's going to move, and then you're going to move up and be like, wow. But sometimes the headline never moves. But that guy, the second guy is who I look at. Not the headlining, because you're only headlining. Like, how deeper music are you teaching me? Mm-hmm. You're teaching me the current hits. But that guy who's opening the club who's keeping 500 people there with you and tell the headline to come on is the, is the key guy for me. Yeah. That's how I view it. Because he keeps the club full and keeps it moving. If you have a shitty headline, a shitty opener, sorry, club guarantee. Be real. No one's going to buy liquor. No one's going to move. People might start to go home. You know, True. but yeah. mm-hmm. that's why I, look, I say, you know what? That's the underdog. It's that guy there. And that's, right. that's the guy I picked. Because he knew the music better than anybody. Right. <laughs> Headlining music is the music you hear every day on the radio, in your car. You open album music, mm-hmm. headline is the top 20 songs. So why would I follow that? He's not going to teach me anything that's what's currently playing. That's yeah, it. Yeah. You're going to get the forward regardless because you're going to play Drake, Jimmy Cook. That's going to give you a forward regardless. Because mm-hmm. I, but that's not going to teach you anything. That's why I went with the guy who was the underdog. You see what I'm saying? I went with Super Mario. I'll give him a big shout out on that. He's probably with it. Why is he saying my name? No, it's just talking. So but that's who you came up with. That's what came underneath there. You see what I'm saying? But he understands family, business, and music. Some so guys what, what, don't was the, put him what was the main thing he taught you when you were coming up? Save your money. Save your money. You get good, hoes will come. 
good girls will come. You save your money, they, they'll come. Don't you? I mean, you know, once or twice we did our own thing, you know, because you just can't help it. But don't blow it on them. You know, just save your money. Focus on the music. Save your money. Get a house. Get a car. Rent a house. Whatever you got to do with it. Right. But set up life first. It's save your money. You always said save your money. Is, is is the nightlife in the Bahamas, right? Is it centered around tourism all the time and hotels? All the time. In hotels all the but time. But is there a small local scene? Big local scene, you know. There's a big local scene? Yeah. So when you come up, do you start in the local scene? Yes. And then, and then you make enough noise where someone in the hotels recognize you? That's exactly how I did it. And then you make it to hotels, and that's when you kind of, you're, right. you're, you're a pro. That's when you hit professional. That's right. That's why I told like that the first four years wasn't really pro. I was playing locally, but it was the same repetition. So same when did thing. you start DJing? What like what year? I would say more or less thirteen, maybe fourteen. Effectively, mm-hmm. I was kind of winging it, but I would say around two thousand thirteen, like thirteen, fourteen. Got okay, right? Like it started the headline. You know, some guy didn't show up, <coughs> and that goes back to my first point. Some guy didn't show up. They're like, "Oh, you got a headline," but I knew it because I paid attention for so long. The headliner, right. hoping he wouldn't come to work one day. I'd be real with you. <laughs> Sitting there like you know, and you looking at the clock like. Fuck, 12 o'clock. And, when he, and you see him walking with his bag running like, man, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can't play that drink. You know what I mean? Can't play hotline bling. You know what I mean? Like, But and, and that's what you hope for because you watch it over and over. And then any all of us have been at that point where you sat back and say, man, I know I can do this better. Regardless if he's shelling the place. <laughs> regardless if he's slapping the place down. It don't matter. But you just know. You, you just, everyone thinks you hit a bigger home run. I could hit it further than that. Right. I could shoot a longer tree. You see what I'm saying? And that's all of us have been in that point before. So that's how I did it. Started locally. And then one day in the peak of my prime, I was like, yo, Mario, that's it for me. He's like, what you mean? I'm like, I'm gone. I'm, I'm going over to the Albany. I'm going over to Tiger Woods Resort. He's like, what? For what? So Al- like, Albany was a Tiger Woods Resort? Yeah. So I went over what, there. It just, it just opened? Yeah. Or? So I'm like, I'm going to apply for a job. No clue how to play golf. No freaking clue how to do any of that stuff. Like, just no clue. And uh, I, I went and became a golf supervisor. Oh, so you gave up DJing? Yeah, well, not David. I put it on hold to get in the door to now find out who's the guy I need to talk to to get on the parties in behind these walls. Oh, so you're like a secret agent. That's it. Nice. I put on the uniform and I suited up and gave him 1,000% every day. Continue to do some local stuff. What year was this? Uh, I think more like fourteen or fifteen when it got really. I'm like, man, I've never, I've never heard, I've never heard anybody, I've never heard anybody do that. I got to figure this out because I need. Where they where they got a regular job somewhere to get an inside track to possibly DJ there, right? And if not, (laughs) that's like a TV show, a TV movie. That's kind of cool. And I get him a (laughs) hundred. And I gave him 100%. And eventually I got on one show and then... So you were a I, golf supervisor? What were you? Yeah, golf supervisor. What, what is a golf supervisor? I'm like, hey, are you ready to go play golf today, Mr. Cricket? But you didn't know how to play golf? No no clue. So <laughs> how the fuck did you get that job? YouTube. YouTube, YouTube and you answer all the questions. So you was a, you was a, a caddy. Basically a caddy with no knowledge. YouTube, <laughs> really? So you just handing them like irons? Take They're this on the range iron. warming up and I'm like, oh man, he's like, yo, can I get a nine iron? Just... Nine iron. Okay, that's a nine iron. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. I got some real shit. Like, to be real, Jim, I had to wing it and I, and I got in. You know, I had one of my friends work there. So who t- told me? Because to, I told him, I was like, listen, I need, uh, I need to be a DJ. So he's like, so all good. right, come down and if I get you here, keep your job and you'll go figure out if you can be a DJ. And I'm like, okay, cool, let's do it. And that's how I did it. So and how I, long did it take you to get to. Not Get about to eight. That position. But to, to now, 
I've no, only no. been a full time. Oh, wait. I mean, like when you started working at Albany, yeah, you started as a caddy. But you was well, this was not even a caddy. It wasn't even that well, far. I was the guy at the top who was like, Mister Never. Okay, let me get your clubs. Put them on your golf cart. Clean your shoes. Clean your clubs. So how long you was doing that? How long you was doing that before? About four you became, years. Four years. Yeah, four years? I was trying to figure it out. Four, five, That's, six years, and oh, then I, shit, I moved man. out of the resort a little bit, and then about eight years and DJing a little on the yeah, side. Yeah, and still doing. I got a lot of their events because I was obviously present. You know, so I got to hang on. I got better and better, but I wasn't full time. I didn't become full time until. 2020 or 19? 19? 19. Right, on the pandemic. So I, so it's crazy. Leave my job March, and then they close right afterward, pandemic shows up. And I'm out of job and out of DJ. Oh, shit. I start sending emails back. Fuck, I need help. Could you guys hire me back? Like, panic mode. Because right when I became a full-time DJ is when the pandemic came. I was just out maybe three months full-time DJ. Wow. How did you link up with Laz in Miami? Laz came to Bond. And the same situation, I'm like, man, are they bringing in somebody again? And They're you were like, opening. Yeah, so I was like, well, I wasn't set to open. Usually openers open, and they take the headline off. So I thought about someone. I was like, you know what, can I be on? I said, y'all don't mind if I stay on? They're like, oh, well, you know, okay, cool, whatever. You open, because they never heard me open. They always heard me headline, back to that same situation. Mm-hmm. So I opened and just took it way back and gave him the biggest room he can possibly have to to be successful. Yeah. And then he did his thing. And he's like, I thank you so much. Because obviously he figured out what I did. You know, I opened and just gave him the whole room. Everything's full. Then I came back on and then I did what he did not do. Exactly. You know, whatever yeah. track he that's missed. Your, that's your that's time. time. Yeah. That's your time to shine. That's right. what o- openers don't realize now is that when you close, that's, that's you get, your time that's to embarrass the headliner. That, exactly. You don't, em- you don't embarrass the headliner <laughs> before he starts DJing. No, you, you embarrass don't. him after he DJs. So all I did was that. And guess what? I sat there and he played Black Eyed Peas, blue. He played Katy Perry, blue. Gasolina, blue. And I... Serato tells you the answer. So every track that I did not play that he was playing, I just turned blue. So I did not come back to play the same thing. And Serato gives so you, you all the references. So you mark all the songs. I marked all the songs. Oh, Nothing illegal about I never, that. I never thought to do that. Yeah. So I, I marked all the songs while he's playing, <clears throat> sit in my corner, marked every last one, watched my clock, realized he's counting down. And then I went back to wow. Serato history and I'm like, now let me pick a set. I have Bond sets. I got like probably 400 of them. Let me pick a set. I just click anyone. And I realize, oh, this has a lot of white tracks in this. Like, a lot of tracks that are not played. Let me go through and see if I can build a vibe and pick it. And now I gave the club more. Right. You see what I'm saying? Because these are all the unplayed tracks that yeah. still did not play. And a lot of people... I, know. I never thought of doing that either, man. He's like the king of playing your shit again. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of people don't think... A lot of yeah. people don't think of it. Like, yeah. seriously, Serato, like that, that program is so, so crazy good. You can go back and see what side you played it on and yeah. how long now. And I said, and this why that's why I be able to shoot songs. Mm-hmm. I can see how long I played it for. Like you said, hey, he was pissed off that I didn't let the Sizzler play a little longer. But now nah, I, I mean, know. I wasn't pissed, but, yeah, I was but now I know what track it is. <laughs> Maybe I do listen to it again. Maybe I do play the song. I don't. I don't save all the sets. Some of them. Some of them I save the recording. A lot I don't post for various reasons. But you know, because there are elements in there that I don't want him to have. Yeah, he's doing some things at the pool. He doesn't want me to have, but some people want the live sets. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful. You can't put up a shitty one, but you got to put up something close to Decent. good, but doesn't reveal these elements where you get people to stand up in the air or you get the party going. So that's the tricky part. But Serato, that's why I got the answer with Lars. 
big time. So, so and I showed him a good time. Right. And then he came out, and then someone's like, "Yo, last shouted you out on the show." I'm like, "Who? What? What happened?" And yeah, I, heard I, said, you, I saw you did like a guest mix on his serious <coughs> yeah, XM show. That was right? the second one. So, and he was happy with that too because yeah. again, you saw what I went. I went with what we went with on Saturday just past. I started off with lifestyle rhythm, aircraft, like mm-hmm. the big dancehall that's big back home mm-hmm. because most people who listen to series might not ever hear that style. Right. They probably hear a lot of EDM mashups, hip hop, reggaeton, the common stuff. Mm-hmm. So I went the other way. It's like, let me play the current stuff. Then you see me venture into the current hip hop, but that you have a chance to let people hear something different. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Don't sink yourself. It got to be good dance all. You can't like, people be like, what the hell are you playing? Switch your next, next series channel. No, you can't <laughs> do that. You got to be, so I shot through it quick and then obviously went to stuff they know. It, but that's why I linked up with Lars in the Bahamas. Just show them a good time. The Bahamas is so small, right? The community is so small. With right. the DJ community, it's really, really small. Yeah. Like, do you are you guys all tight together? Like, do you guys look out for each other? I, it's, a, it's a tough battle. It's like it is right. It's I'm, hard to look out I'm for everybody. I'm wondering because if someone's in place right now, mm-hmm. like they won't move for like 10, 15 years, right? Correct. You so, got like, it. if you're if you're, you're for in, example, you're in. the guy who's maybe the, the younger version of you, right, is waiting for you to leave. That's so what they could, want. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they're they're rooting it on. Like, because it's on. so small. It's so small. And he knows if I move, he moves up. There's a salary bump. He moves on. Right. But now he starts his journey to follow me. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? That's the, that's the, and it's not that, much of us. Right. It's not much of us making it up. So is it, is like, it very, very, is it very cut, is it very cutthroat mm-hmm. with you guys? Wow. It is. And, and a lot of guys may not like me saying it, but it's the reality of the market. It's saturated. It's hundreds of DJs coming out there's hundreds of people coming out of many places that look up and be like oh that's ignite i want to do that too or this is another bohemian dj i want to do that also so they're trying to find a window to get in because again it's a fun lifestyle it's like playing a sport and i treat it like a sport so they want me to they want me to get my ass out to retire <laughs> yeah if they don't want to if you don't want to retire they're gonna try retire you somehow they're gonna push you out you're gonna put you out but hey, if you're good you're good it's not much people can do to move you especially if you know you got these places and venues rocking and people coming to see you. So not much they could do, but they do hope that you have bigger goals and you're stopping right here at your venue. Right. Some people don't have any vision for it. That's is, the biggest thing. Is there like besides just being a good DJ? Yeah. You think the other elements of like there's other aspects of you that are important to, that got you where you are? Yeah, big time marketing. Marketing. Big time. I also noticed that like you're a big host. Yeah. So like. Everyone is saying hello to you, and you're hosting everybody. You're like every you have to, yeah, because you have to be a host. Like everyone is visiting you. Right. It's like nonstop visiting. So you have to. All you don't get time. tired of being a host. No, you can't because those are the but people you, who but are going you, to call but you. But are you tired? Are you tired of being a host? No, no, you can't. You enjoy it. You have to because those. What do you, guys mean you have to enjoy it? <laughs> even you, even you like it or you don't. Because, <laughs> like, like he came, and he had no clue who was what from where. How do I get this? How do I do a drink? Right, how do right, I do right. that? These are the guys who, who call your name. He might have never heard me play a track, but he's like, yo, my guy in the Bahamas is Ignite. That's all you got to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm rolling. That's all you got to do, and I'm rolling. Like, I don't need anything else. But that's where the hosting comes in. Yeah. People will remember you versus you have an asshole good DJ. You can be like, oh, he was good, but he was a dick. Right. Like, he, he was mean. So you, you got to continue to host. And these are why, sometimes that's why people come back. They don't give a shit I'm playing in the club. They want to hang out. But they're coming back because they're coming to the club. Right. You see what I'm saying? And you, it's like you, a push and a pull. You create this friendly environment. You have to. Right? So that if I have a friend, 
I know you're not going to bitch about me sending you, hey, Ignite, Ex my boy D's in town, or yeah. my D's cousins are in. And it happens all the time. And then can you get them in? And then you and take I say, care yeah, of them. No problem. And then, but they, <coughs> then they have their friends, and then it spreads, and everyone just knows your name. Yeah, I said, and as I said, you don't have to hear me play a track, but it's just that hospitality is a big start. And then they might hear me playing, but like, whoa, whoa, he's good. Yeah, we need to bring him XYZ place or whatever. You know what I mean? So I yeah, always yeah. take care of Neville or take care of you. You know what I mean? To make sure. You don't have to take care of Neville. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I got to make sure everyone have a good time because like now I'm on this side of town. Uh -huh. Yeah, they, they, they're taking very good care of. Obviously, I got Avar here. I got Nisi here. Social media me, and just media. You got like whole. a whole entourage here. Yeah, that's my team. team. Like yeah. that, that, that's going to be the team. D, you got a team? You got a team? Working on it. Yeah, well, I got, you, <laughs> you got a team? <laughs> Working on it. So for me, uh, <laughs> but none of us started like that. I'll be real. You got to get, get your job <laughs> at the at the golf at the <laughs> golf <know>. store. <laughs> this but, you literally put in four years. Maybe more than four, but it, wow. it was just four at the golf course. And I moved on in result because I continued to work hard. I'm not going to show them another face because I was hired to do that job. So I did what I was supposed to do as well as I could. Just, even just so you could DJ. Just so I could become what it, what I am now. That's so like, I you just had to position want, I, I myself want, to win. I just want the DJs, the young DJs to listen to this. I had to position myself to win. You did a job for four <laughs> plus years Yeah, just to DJ. Just to get to where I am. Wow. Eight yeah. years total. Just to get to full. Remember, I became a full-time DJ, and a lot of people don't believe it. I became a full-time DJ right at the brink of the pandemic, right at the start of it, is when I resigned from my job. I became a full-time DJ. And then reality. And then we had and a pandemic. And, and I'm like. 20 hit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you joking. And and I could not and believe it. In 2020, it. the pandemic, you got, you got those golf gloves back on. You're I'm like, like, shit, I got to go back. I'm maybe. calling everybody. I'm like. <laughs> Emailing everybody in. So wait, how did you guys survive during the pandemic? What happened with you guys in the bar? We, we went online, online radios, whatever. People hosting. Remember, you got to remember, no humans gonna stay trapped in a cage or without entertainment and being happy. So right. Had to figure it out. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, online radios were big. Online parties were big. People were throwing their own little Zoom parties. So you had to. You had to figure it out. Eventually, humans are going to figure out a way for entertainment. But there was a funding from the government, right? <clears throat> or not really? I mean, I got dried up shit. I mean, I want to talk nothing against the government. I want them to shut me down. But yeah, yeah, it was a tough time for them. Like That was all at once. So you guys were just hustling as much as you could and, and scrambling. As yeah, I never went to even pick it up. I just stayed home and hustled. Stayed wow. home, just hustled. I did online so stuff, when did, online when payments. Did, when did the Bahamas actually kind of op start opening up? That was this year, right? This year, August, yeah, yeah, that was this year, August, yeah. Oh, sh wow, was that? Well, last year, August. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when the new government came. I don't. Election was this year. Last year, August, yeah. Were you last just opened? Yeah, last year. You guys were flying high. Y'all were out doing things. No, wait, I thought you guys opened like no, no. Last year, August was the first time I played at SLS, and we still had limited everything. Everything was still limited. Yeah, we just out of the Was it just locals? Was it just locals? or There was not very many tours at all. It was no, just not all locals. Wow. Oh, so yeah. you guys opened last year, August. <clears throat> yeah. 2021. August. 2021. Okay. August. You guys are already flying. We just started to open the country for people right, to come in. Right. But the expenses. You need a COVID test. That's what, 100 some bucks here? Right, right. Home is cheap. Here is like 100 It was bucks. crazy, right? You need right. that to get in. Then you want to you get guys, out. You guys had like 30, 50% capacity yeah, and all of that shit. It was, it was rough. So then when, when did it start becoming full? Now. 
now August this, this, is, is, now. this year this is now we're getting full oh, now shit. they're seeing some good numbers man. oh wow and these guys at the hotels are working hard that's to why get you, people there yeah that's why you're an explosion right now that's, you're, yeah. yeah good place <laughs> wow. good time and stay put ride it out it sucks but you need to ride out and I gotta give 100% effort even if it's three people versus 3,000 mm-hmm. I gotta get 100% because those are three are gonna carry a message back the Bahamas is open oh we had this guy ignite so that's where the hosting got really big because I was able to talk to people there was not 500 people at that pool. Like, what you had? It was not that. Yeah, yeah. It was 20. But I had to give them that same thing. And those are the guys who came up all day with song requests and everything. You take them, accept them, embrace them, and try to network so they get the name out. Right, right, so right. So we weren't, we weren't what you're seeing now. Now it's full on because there's no mandates <clears throat> in the hotel against masks or anything. Once you're in the hotel walls, COVID-free, all that stuff, boom. You could party and stay within the walls and no masks. But as you see, once you're at the outside, it's now the protections all the way up. So everyone's checking into the hotels because you're safe to party and be free. Once you're on, on the property. On the property. Yeah. Once you stay on the property, that's it. You see? Interesting. But tourism is our number one industry, so of course. we got to protect it. It's tourism and then banking, but a far second. I don't even call it close, but tourism is, that got to keep coming. Man. If not, we're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were in trouble. Yeah, that's keep, a, it, keep it in stock. Yeah, yeah. we were in trouble. You know, well, I was, well, now, I was well, home wondering how I was going to get my job back. <coughs> you know what I mean? Like big time. So well, now, I, yeah, I mean, it's good. It's good that you guys are opened up. Yeah. And it's good to see you guys like, you know, I wanna, it's coming. It, yeah. yeah. And you're out here in Vegas too. This is, this is different. You're doing like what? An NF, you're doing like an NFT festival here. Yeah, Can Pie Panda. So yeah. I'm out here with these guys. He came to the Bahamas. So he bought his DJ and the same thing. And he was like, oh, this guy. And he was in like just post-pandemic type situation. Mm-hmm. So he bought his guys, and he's having a big thing. I'm like, who are these guys? You know what I mean? So, again, embraced it, did what I had to do, hooked up his DJ. I mean, his DJ fresh. Um, he's like heavy house or however you want to say it. I call everything house that's 128 and higher. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that. And he's pumping up, and, you know, and I showed him my side, and he had his side. And then so they did the daytime stuff with them and his private party, and then they came to the club. Yeah. And the owner, I think Josh McLean is his name, you know, Milk Bags. He, he's like, dude, have you been to Vegas? I'm like, yeah, I visited my friend Sam one. He's like, no, like, you've been to Vegas to play? I'm like, no. He's like, I'm taking you to Vegas. I looked at him like, whatever, man, you drunk. It was crazy. Like, ain't nobody could take us out because nobody takes us out. And a lot of behaving DJs, nobody takes us out. He's like, no, you're going to play for my show. And this is early last year sometime yeah yeah he's like no you're going to vegas and all of a sudden these emails and stuff coming in he's like you're booked for vegas and i'm like shit this is happening yeah you know and i told obviously i made a promise to him about six seven years ago six years ago i'm like if i make it to vegas you're going with me because he's been holding the camera from day one yeah and obviously this has a wife. your social media social manager. media i got a wife now and i'm a godfather you know so but um so he you know same team nothing <coughs> changed mm-hmm. and that's why i ended up down here but like i tell you we don't make it out you see, mm-hmm. like the people for us don't push us to the U.S. There's not many persons from the U.S. calling for a Bahamian DJ to come over. No, it's seldom. Like if they're come, they're not coming to Vegas. No one's. I've been told in a DM, no one's played Dre's, no one's played Concert Ground from the Bahamas. Like we've never had it happen. Wow. So like you got a lot of people home like rooting for me to put <coughs> this show on the map, you know. But again, if I move, they move up. But now people have a vision that you could actually make it. No, nobody thinks you so can make so it. So you're, you're the first or what? You're yeah, nobody's ever. I spoke to the guys at Dre's. It's like, Bahamian. They're like, what's that? I was like, oh, I'm from the Bahamas. There's never been another Bahamian DJ that's no, headlined in like a major nightclub. 
Well, Major Nightclubs, they have, but not here, not in, in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Somebody could so dispute it and type underneath it and show us, then I'm fine with that. You right. know, if y'all read it, then so what? But we don't know. We've never, they were like, you going to dress? I'm like, I think so. That's great. You know, it's like you're doing tagging this and that. And, and that's why I tailored the career too. If you look, if you look through the Instagram, I tailored the career through athletes, through rappers. You've seen the page. Yeah. So I've always made my way to find my way to them somehow to network and I and I've gotten a lot of private events where you gotta sign NDAs and you can't say anything. But but you know I that's why I tailored the the uh profile to look. Mm-hmm. And then I had to figure out shit, well how am I gonna play good? I had to figure that out. And these were the years of figuring that out to catch up to what the profile looks like. Now I've caught up and I meet someone like Milk, you know, like Josh McGain or Money Milk Bags they call him. But <laughs> now I meet him and all of a sudden the geeks rule the world again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I put it like that. No offense to you guys. I'm not hating on you guys or nothing like that. But now they run, sh- they run shit again. Like they're they're on top. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're back. Well, you're doing the NFT uh, yeah. a festival. So, and I'm yeah. and they're like, you okay opening? I'm like, dude, do I gotta pay my dues? I gotta pay my dues. You know, I know what I could do. Yeah, People yeah. know what I could do. But if this is the start, at least somebody's done it. And I'm gonna network heavily, obviously with Ivar, and we're gonna talk to everybody I could talk to, because I still gotta come back and try show. You know, like what I what I could do. But I told D and Never, and I'm like, yo, I'm gonna bring you know, you know, uh, DJ Knife and the Bahamas here, and they're like, who? Who is this guy? <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. And they're like, we've never heard of him. And they're like, and yeah. I'm like, yo, Crooked, you sure? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like I heard him. He's really talented. He's a, he yeah. he can throw down with hip hop, definitely dance hall, Afro beats. You can do everything. So like for me, you know, like I think it's important to highlight, you know, you especially from. From the Bahamas, appreciate that in big Vegas, time. it's like, a big. To me, it's important because there's so many talented DJs, yeah, and they got them there know, on your island. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a there's a ton of I, you know because I was walking through a, a lot of you know, and even when I was there five years ago, and the DJs I was hearing then, and the DJs I'm hearing, you know, through through the lobbies, through the other lounges and everything, you know, they're all they're all they're, they're throwing mean? down and doing their thing, and I was like, yo, like there's there's a lot of talent down here. It, that's it. Two four two to the world, like you know, yeah. like that's our hashtag. You know, we're trying to. We're only twenty. We're twenty one by seven in on New Providence. We're twenty. Just little dot, most populated, twenty one miles long, seven wide, like that's our little dot, and we're trying to make it out. So a lot of people it's are like banking on me. Central Park, right? Probably the size of like downtown, like downtown Vegas right now. If you were, like yeah, yeah. a dot. Yeah, side Central Park, very yeah. small. But you got a lot of people banking on me to make it out. And I make it out, everybody moves up. Or some people just skip the whole thing and move over. But they need someone who can put in that 10-year work now. And oh, that's dope. And that's why I'm opening. I'm like, yo, he's like, yo, you got mad talent. Just just hey, open. You do. Yeah, I open there and I open the uh, Andreas, you know, and I'm like, it's not the main floor where you have Neo and those running out on the, you know what I mean, that big stage where I met, uh, what's the guy's name, uh, Esco. Esco. Yeah. Oh, yeah, DJ Esco. Esco. That's uh, yeah. Future's yeah. DJ. Future's yeah. DJ, and he had yeah. his mascot. I think Ilium is his name, the guy who wore the mascot. Yeah, I, was it, I think it was Aaron. Aaron? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I met that guy, and I how do, you, how do you know his, his name? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know Aaron. Aaron? The, the um, music, he's, he's the, the music director. Oh, yeah. Aaron. Yeah. He was the mascot? He would do He yeah. would do it, Aaron Gillian. I right. didn't know he did Gillian. it. Gillian, that's yeah. it. I said Aaron Gillian. Gillian. Yeah. Yeah. Gillian. I didn't know he did it? Yeah, he would use yes. to be the one that throws on the oh, shit. mask and dance. So, yeah. what's crazy is when I went with Sev 1, I saw Esco. And I saw, and I, Esco did his thing. I'm like, Shout out to Sev 1, yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, Sev, who's that guy in the mascot dancing, doing his thing? I'm like, 
There's a lot of people taking pictures of him. Who's that? And then he told me his name, and I went home, and I Googled him up, sent him a message, sent Esco a message. I'm like, hey, can I replicate this? And they're like, yeah, sure, I'll go for it. And this was about six years ago. So I got my own mascot head made, and I got, I got die dancing for me because I realized the marketing <laughs> aspect of it. <laughs> you see? So I got Iggy, and obviously I'm ignited. So I got Iggy. You got so, Iggy? Yeah, so I got a die who could dance around in that helmet doing his thing. Where is he? When is this flight land? <laughs> I wish, I, I wish I, he, he couldn't bring him on the first lap, but... So that's why I ended up hitting up Esco and, and Gilliam. Yeah. And they both responded. They, I was like, yo, can I get your permission to do this? Because I know a lot of people can say, like, oh, you're, Mark, you're copying Esco, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, sure, fine. But they don't know that those guys actually sent me messages and like, hey, it's, we, all, good. You, you're, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You're deep in the Bahamas. Maybe one day we do see you again. Mm-hmm. And, and now, look, like, six, took six years, but I mean, um, um, it's a start. That's yeah. great. And that's the type of humble run we have. So, And that's why I saw him. I'm like, holy crap, who's this guy with the braids? Yeah. I had no clue who he was, you know? But where, you know, now social media's obviously gotten more intense. I, so I don't could, know what happened to him. He was at Dre's every Thursdays, and then all of yeah, a sudden, he, he just disappeared. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe when, Something. Yeah. There's a good story behind it, I think. <laughs> but I read that Gilliam story is pretty sick, how he's washing dishes, and I think it was Hakazani. I could be wrong, but he, was, the story, he started out as a busser. He started yeah. out as a busser. I think it's Hakkasan. The story's there on the internet. And then he found a way into the club and said he was the mascot. And he got that Esco head built with, without even telling him and ended up out on stage. That re, it's, it's, might not be directed to what I say, but it happened in that type of sequence. I didn't even know that happened. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> no. He went and got that built on his own. I, I thought that was part of Esco's show. It became. When it worked. So Esco wasn't like, I want a mascot. I, Some like dude say, just said. I don't have the direct details, but the story's <laughs> written on the internet on how he did that. He went and purchased that. He was washing dishes. But I mean, but this is what I keep telling people. That sometimes you got to leap and take risks. Like, I quit a job and became a golf guy and I had no clue what I was doing. Yeah. But uh, you, that's crazy. You do <laughs> colleges, but you got to do it. You know, if I made a leap, he's like, that's my media guy. He's like, man, I'm just going to hold a camera. Yeah. yeah. It's going to work out one day. And sometimes you got to take a leap because what happened, you can be like, boy, I should have done that. Or you see someone doing it, it's like, you know what? I had that idea. I get tired of hearing that same thing. I had that idea. Or I should have done that. But it, nobody cares if it's you didn't do it because they they're not going to recognize you for I had that idea. Or I should have done it. They don't care. Mm-hmm. Maybe your immediate boy say, oh, man, you're going to do that. But nobody really cares if you actually don't do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's how harsh the internet is, too. They don't care. If you post it on social media, that means you've done it. Right or wrong. If you can have a reference to anything on social media, they say, oh, yeah, he's done it. Look, that's where the references are now. If you ever, wasn't there before, a lot of these kids now ain't going to remember anybody unless it's on social media. And that's the way it works. And that's why I've stayed relevant and moved forward. But that's the whole story there behind my helmet and figuring out what this Dreyas or Dryas nightclub is. I'm like, Oh. I like I like all the, dif- all the different names you give <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dreyas. And they probably would kill me right Dreyas, now. Dreyas, yeah, Dreyas. Dreyas. <laughs> we appreciate you uh, coming through here, man. It's good to have right. you. Much love. But they're at Hakkasan tonight. They're messaging me like they're going to the club. and I. But they close 2 o'clock here, right? Hell no. Four. No. Four. Four. Yeah, all right. So enjoy. We got time. So. We got time to go change and freshen up. And yeah, they got a lesson. Yeah. I don't know what time the set starts. And so then you, probably and like then, 1 o'clock. And then hopefully yeah. they'll take you to like, uh, you know, I think CH3 or Crazy Horse yeah. afterwards. I don't know. I don't know. Tradition. It's tradition. Yeah. You enjoy yeah. yourself. <laughs> enjoy yourself. Much love. Yeah. Thank you all for having me on this big time. <laughs> yeah. You know, big shout out to you guys. You know, no, no. And hopefully. Shout out to you, Ignite. Shout Thank you for coming yeah. through, yeah. man. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah.
Thanks for tuning into The Road Podcast. Don't forget, every Wednesday, we have new episodes on all major streaming platforms. And every Thursday, the video versions go up on our YouTube page. Please subscribe to our channel, youtube.com slash roadpodcast. And to find exclusive clips of the pod, please visit youtube.com slash DJ City. And we'll see you next Wednesday.